Is this the end of the road? Major leak from the Supreme Court revealing an initial draft that would bring an end to Roe versus Wade. If this is true, it is good news in my mind, but the Chief Justice is very concerned. Abortion on demand has been the law of the land since 1973. Some estimate there have been nearly 65 million abortions in the U.S. since then, a number difficult to comprehend. Chief Justice Roberts called the leak a singular and egregious breach. An investigation has been ordered. If Roe v. Wade has indeed been struck down, now the states will have to decide. I detest abortion. I believe the Bible teaches people are made in the image of God. Early church history taught that Christians rescued abandoned babies. We need to continue to do the same. There are thousands of pregnancy centers today that help women keep and raise their babies. You can find one near you. Pray for them. Support them in the name of Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Rejoicing in Jesus. I know many who are rejoicing with me that abortion might be ending soon in parts of the United States. Each state would have to work out their approach to a difficult topic. Brothers and sisters, we need to be praying. Remember, this is not a political battle. We're in a spiritual war here on this earth. So pray for revival. Pray that people's hearts will be changed by the power of the Spirit to see the evil of abortion and pray that the Church of Jesus will rise up to help women and babies in need, just like those ancient Christians did so many years ago. In fact, let's pray together right now. Lord, this leak out of the United States Supreme Court has come as a great surprise to many people. Lord, I pray that we would all, as believers in Christ, trust in your word. May we be defenders of life, And may we encourage others to go for life and to support life, including lives of the unborn. I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as I mentioned already, we are rejoicing in Jesus today. Or at least I hope you are with me as we're continuing through the book of Philippians. Now, some might wonder, how do we find joy in a world with so much pain and suffering? Is it even worth the search? Well, if you've been listening to our series this week and even last week, you know the Apostle Paul found the secret even as he was in prison, in chains. Well, today I want us to move on to chapter 3 in this short letter. And I want us to carefully hear these words. My brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Sir bold words by the apostle that we need to consider today. How do we find this kind of joy? Well, don't go away. Let's discover the answer together. But here's a hint. You'll find a clue in our first song today from Randall Goodgang and Mike Weaver called I Am The Way. Hey, hey, I wanna know the way. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know? How can we know the way? Thomas said to him, Lord, we do 
not as the world, not as the world gives. Weaver is with the group Big Daddy Weave, singing with Randall Goodgame from Sing the Bible, Volume 3, and I Am the Way, here on this Haven Today. We're calling the program Rejoicing in Jesus. Now, I think you and the children in your life need the music of Sing the Bible. Outside of the music being fun and enjoyable to listen to, I appreciate Randall's heart to help kids as well as adults remember God's Word. Well, whether you have his music on in a car or taking kids to school or it's playing while you do chores around your house, the kids in your life are going to memorize Scripture in a fun way. And I think you'll be encouraged by God's Word through music as well. So after the program, I want to suggest that you get in touch with us. And do it today. Make your minimum gift to Haven Ministries and ask for the set of Sing the Bible, Volumes 1 through 4. Or if you'd just like the new Volume 4 CD, we can send that to you for your gift as well. Our number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, listen to samples, watch videos we've shot with Randall, and then make your gift at haventoday.org haventoday.org. Well, you and I are moving into Philippians chapter 3 in this series called Rejoicing in the Lord. That means we're more than halfway through this very short, joy-filled book, a book where the word joy or rejoice appears more than any other book in the Bible, including books that are much longer. And what a journey it's been. I hope you've been blessed by it as much as I have. And as we look at these verses in Philippians 3, we can see why Paul could have so much joy, even chained there in a Roman cell. We read these words starting in verse 1. My brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. 
It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. Paul is not exactly pulling any punches here, is he? And calling people names like this is not the way to win friends and influence people. But these people were false Jewish teachers who were apparently telling the Philippian Christians that Christ was not enough, that people had to believe in the Messiah and obey the Old Testament laws like circumcision to be saved. Maybe they were the same group who had bothered the church in Galatia. We don't know. Paul wants to make sure that his brothers and sisters have nothing to do with this false teaching. And that's why he uses this strong language here. So instead of following this false gospel, what were they supposed to do? Well, he told them right off the bat, rejoice in the Lord. But maybe you're thinking, Charles, that sounds great, but how do I find joy in Christ? Well, I can sympathize with your question. The world is not in its best state right now. Never has been really since the fall. And all of our lives have their ups and downs, seasons of happiness as well as despair. Paul himself went through all kinds of trials and tribulations. Do you remember what he told the believers in Corinth? I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. He said, I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. And besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. How on earth could someone whose life looked like that be joyful? The world would tell us that someone like that cannot have joy. It's impossible, the world would say. But, you know, that way of thinking ignores one very important thing. We serve a very big God, a big Christ, and that's why we can have joy. Do you remember being a small child? Maybe you were timid and shy around big, strange people, older people. What happened when someone spooked you? Well, you'd run behind the legs of mom or dad because they were bigger than you and they loved you and they would look after you. Well, that's what Christians have in Christ. He's our savior and he loves us and he looks after us and he's big enough to handle anything and everything. So the bad things don't go away. The trials and tribulations that come our way don't vanish. We just understand that they aren't the biggest thing. We have Christ, which means we don't have to rely on anyone or anything else for our salvation, and that includes ourselves. Listen to what Paul says next. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence, if anyone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. And then he gives us this litany of his history, circumcised on the eighth day, 
of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, and as for zeal, persecuting the church, and as for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. If anyone could have saved himself by keeping the Old Testament, it was Paul. He checked every box, or at least so he thought at the time. He was a physical descendant of Abraham and from a notable tribe of Israel. More than that, he was a Pharisee, an up-and-coming Pharisee. At that, he had studied under the famous Rabbi Gamaliel, which many basically went to the Jewish Harvard of his day. He was so zealous for the God of his fathers that he persecuted the early church because he thought, he thought they were blasphemers. But then Christ got hold of him. Listen to these beautiful words. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Everything that Paul was and everything that Paul had he now saw as rubbish, garbage. It revolted and disgusted him compared to the glory of knowing his Savior. In fact, that word translated as garbage in our English translation is so much stronger in the Greek, and it actually means dung. And I'm being polite in using that disgusting word, not an image that we want in our minds, but compared to Christ's righteousness, Our best works are nothing but dung. And that's exactly why Paul could rejoice even in prison. He didn't know the specifics of what the future held for him, but he knew that one day he would get to be with Christ. He didn't know if he would be abandoned by everyone except the guard chained to him, but he knew Christ was with him. He didn't know if he would be unfairly condemned by the Romans, And in fact, that's exactly what happened. History tells us he died as a martyr for the faith, but he knew that before the judgment seat of God, he had been given the righteousness of Christ. So his circumstances didn't change. He was still between a rock and a hard place. He was still expecting trials like few of us will ever have to face, but he knew he didn't face them alone. He was in Christ, united to his Savior, covered in his righteousness, He knew that the Messiah had taken his sins. So no matter what happened to him, he could have joy. And so can we. Because the same Christ who did all of these things for Paul is offered to you and me. Maybe you're listening today and you're at your wit's end. You have no idea what to do or where to turn. And the troubles of your life seem to completely overwhelm you. Well, I can't tell you to come to Christ for an easy life free of trouble. That's not promised for us in the Bible. 
But what I can tell you is that if you repent of your sins and you believe in Christ, then you will be seen as righteous in God's eyes. You can know that you are found in Christ without the dung of your own righteousness. None of your status or good deeds counts for anything before God. The only question is whether you believe the gospel. And if you do, then you can rejoice, even through the pain and tears, because you have Christ. Paul knew that his life would continue to be hard. He says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So how do you find your joy in Christ? Well, you imitate the Apostle Paul. You throw away all your confidence in yourself and your works and your achievements. Worldly confidence doesn't count for anything before God. All that counts is Christ's righteousness. He's the only one without sin. He obeyed the law perfectly for 33 years as he walked on this earth. And he died in the place of those who believed in him. That's our confidence. And there's our hope. And that's our joy. If you're looking for anything else in this world to bring you satisfaction, I can tell you that you're going to be disappointed. Other people and things and feelings will always let you down. You may even lose your family. Your friends may abandon you. Your money may vanish and your health may take a turn for the worse. We can't guarantee any of these things, can we? We don't know what the future holds. But we know that if we believe, then we have Christ. And more importantly, Christ has us. No matter how strong or how weak our hold on him is, his hold on us is a certainty. And the only certainty we have in this life. So join me today and rejoice in him. I once was lost in darkest night Yet thought I knew the way The sin that promised joy in life Had led me to the grave I had no hope that you would own a rebel to your will And if you had not loved me first I would refuse you still And
the worship initiative with Shane and Shane, and all I have is Christ on this Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. We've been hearing from so many people who were looking forward to getting the Sing the Bible CD set, all four volumes. Some are getting it to just have for themselves, and others are sending it along to children that they love and know. And as I've gotten to know Randall Goodgame over the last several years, I really appreciate his desire to see children come to know Christ. Well, I want you and the children around you to sing the Bible. I want you to experience what so many of our listeners have been experiencing as they see children around them become interested in God's Word through these songs and on these albums. I think you'll be surprised at how quickly you can remember these verses when you use music by Randall Goodgame. The music is perfect for a long road trip coming this summer or just listen to it at home. I know you and the children around you in your life are going to memorize scripture and you're going to enjoy it while you're doing it. I think you'll be encouraged by God's word through this music as well. Our phone number to call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online. When you do, listen to samples and then make your minimum gift and ask for the set of Sing the Bible, Volumes 1-4. to Our web address, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you just want to sing the Bible 4, we can send that to you as well for a gift of any amount when you ask for it. And a final note, we're still sending 100% of your gifts for refugee relief to refugees to help Mission Eurasia which is working in and around Ukraine, $50, feeds a family of five for a week. Pray about how many families you want to help in the name of Jesus. A hundred percent of your gifts go directly to help those in need. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Curiosity can be a great thing. Remember how it was to be a young child? Always questioning things, trying to figure out how the world works. Kids are like sponges, always soaking up information. And some of the greatest inventions in human history are the result of curiosity. Airplanes, telephones, electricity, But there is one place where curiosity is out of place, trying to discover the things God has kept hidden. We read this in Deuteronomy 32. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of his law. God has given us his word. He's told us what he wants us to know. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit getanchor.com.